Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brooke is a brand designer, website wizard, full-time nomad, and the ultimate dog mom. Please help me welcome Brooke Carr to the Ag Chicks podcast. Hey y'all, this is Allie Spears, your host of the Ag Chicks podcast, where I cultivate connections with the women who are helping feed the world. Okay, cool. I think so. Uh, I'm going to hit record, and if you're good... Um, hang on, now I have a weird background noise. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? It's because I have that on. Uh, okay, can you hear me still? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, also, my Zoom updated, so that might be part of my problem. So, if you're good, just kind of catching up here to start things off, because it's yeah. been... Well, okay, I guess it's been, what, two, has it been two years this it's January? It's been a long time, dude. <laughs> time is going wild. so fast. So wild. So, uh, what the heck have you been up to? Oh, um, so, ooh, I've been moving around a lot. I don't have any permanent home right now. So, right now we're in Ohio visiting family. We're currently living in a horse barn, in a barn apartment, and trading rent for labor so i feed horses in the morning to pay for rent which is really nice in the slower season of you know everything and Mm -hmm. i took a little break got to spend a lot of time with my family so that was really good um we're here for a few months from like november to february february we leave for europe and we're gonna be in sicily for a month and then prague for a month yeah and then we'll come Uh, back to the states and uh we'll probably go back to arizona like in may and be there for five six months hopefully yeah cool i know i saw that you were booking all your stuff for your europe trip and i'm so jealous yes i'm very excited to go back i want to go to italy so bad Um, oh yes it's the best dude because you were there this last, last year. year right yeah okay mm-hmm. where did you go exactly last year I lived in Rome I got an apartment for three months in Rome and I brought my dog and everything and we lived in literally in a very Roman neighborhood so like kind of across the river like from the main touristy part of Rome like in a typical neighborhood which was really cool um I lived with a couple girls from Tunisia Mm. and 
they were Muslim, so they like cooked just food like that I've never even seen before, and it was really fun to get to know them and um, yeah, connect with them. It was fun. Okay, cool. So I I want to dive more into that here in just a minute, but I feel like uh, for the listeners to give them a little bit of a background knowledge yeah. on. First of all, probably how we met and then a little bit about yourself as well. So uh, Brooke and I met actually at the Rural Rooted reunion, it was, right? And yes, yeah. So you were there and you were doing um, just basically some package work, right, for, for people who attended. Is that kind of how that yeah. whole stuff, is that how that evolved there? Yeah, I think like Natalie set up to where like certain people who signed up first or something like that for the union got a meeting with me to do some branding stuff so yeah that's right and then you were put in the same group with myself and my mom and I don't know we just like hit it off like immediately we did I I have a hard time doing that especially like with other women and so it was really nice because I feel like we clicked immediately and we had a really fun time (laughs) I loved you and your mom you guys were my faves I was like these are my people they're so fun and then after that, we stayed in contact and Brooke actually did all of my logo design and everything for the rebrand of AgChick. So she is fantastic if you need anything, which we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute too about kind of everything that she does and just the creative that she is. But let's start kind of at the beginning, if you don't mind, in terms of where you're from and kind oh, yeah. of your involvement of agriculture and the Western lifestyle and all of that. Sure. So I grew up in Ohio and I ran barrel horses. So that's kind of where I got into the ag world or how it started. And then I went to school for equine science at the University of Kentucky for a year and then transferred back to Ohio State for three years. And in that time, I did like all the ag classes pre-vet all of that stuff, but decided that I couldn't be a veterinarian because one, they don't get paid enough and two, they work too much. (laughs) And um, also like there's a huge part of euthanasia in the work and I couldn't handle it. Like I just know that about myself. So I took a different route, decided I was going to go all in on horses. I've always been a crazy horse girl. It's just a thing. And, uh, I went to Kentucky to work for the racehorse industry and breeding industry, then got more into breeding industry, ended up in Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, Illinois, kind of all over just working the horse industry. You get bounced around a lot um, in that industry, typically. Um, It was a great experience, but I also realized like, it's very hard to get out of being a grunt in that industry. So I was working in South Dakota um, for a pretty big performance horse breeder. I think they have like the one or two top producing barrel stallion in America. So they're pretty big, um, but I was like shoveling shit. It was freezing. Can I say shit? I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> it was freezing cold. And I just was thinking like, I want to stop like trading my time for money. Like I 
I'm not, I was riding colts and I love training horses and doing all of that, but majority of my job was just caretaking. Like I did breeding work and all that, but a lot of it was stall cleaning and feeding. And I was cleaning stalls every day in the freezing cold and wondering like, what can I do to like make a difference? What can I do to that I'm actually going to love and have more time freedom basically. So I started Googling basically and uh, I landed on a course from these girls called Bucketless Bombshells and they teach women in the early days. They taught women how to create online remote jobs so they can travel the world. Travel's always been a huge passion for me. I've always wanted to do it. Never really had a family member who wanted to do it. So they all thought I was crazy. So I had to find out my own way to do it. And uh, so I took those courses. I like put it on a credit card. I didn't have the money for it at the time. And I just started learning everything I could. I say I went to YouTube University. I just yeah. constantly taught myself everything. And six years later, I'm still doing basically what I started then. So, okay, yeah. I didn't know that you had quite that much of an evolution through the whole process. Uh, yeah. And okay, so you were working for the um, performance breeding side of the horse industry, right? So, in terms of that part of your story, I mean, I think. <clears throat> excuse me, super uh, misconception, I'd say probably, because I don't know very much about the horse industry, but I feel like from the outside, it looks very high end, I guess. I don't know the right way to describe it maybe, but um, but I'm assuming like you just mentioned in terms of there's a, it takes a lot to get to the top, right? And so if you yeah. are not kind of, and again, this is totally my assumption, this could be very much off base, but if you're not kind of born into it, maybe similar to some assumptions about like ranching, it's hard to kind of get into it and get to a level of, I don't know, involvement, I guess. I don't really know what I'm trying to say there, but yeah, I mean, you have to work so hard in that industry and it's not that I didn't want to work hard. I just like, you can only clean stalls so many times in your life when you want to like travel and you have other if you want to be in horses, basically, you have to be in horses. You don't yeah. really get to have anything outside of it. Like, the people that I know in the industry that are successful, they don't travel. They don't They don't do anything else. And that's right. kind of how, how that industry works, in my opinion. Um, so, I just knew that I needed something different. Obviously, I still love horses. I'm still in the horse industry. I just kind of wished that I could ride my own horses and not be paid to take care of someone else's. So, yeah, I think that's a big thing, especially kind of with this whole entrepreneurial mindset of, I think, people in our generation, not that obviously entrepreneurs exist in all generations, but I feel like more so it's becoming a common thing kind of with people our age in terms of they start in maybe like corporate world or working for someone else. And then they have that realization of, like you said, like trading your time for money and it's not fulfilling. Like 
they're they're wanting something else and so they kind of go down this path of entrepreneurship um, which you clearly have done and so along that route though too so you I want to get more into kind of the digital media side of what you do and kind of the creation there but you also do um, horse photography as well correct yeah Mm -hmm. that's honestly like kind of my passion project like I take photos of horses because I love them I combine it with my love of travel so I find people while I'm out on the road I take pictures of them with cool architecture and stuff like that so um horses horse photography is just like my way of being creative staying in the horse world without having to be the person cleaning the stalls yeah exactly and then also I think going back to your comments about traveling I think that's also built into this kind of mindset of not really wanting to work for somebody and and having that freedom and flexibility and time um which I commend you on that because you have done it in a way that you can literally go to Rome right and live there for three months and and work remotely and so I think that's such a cool thing to be able to do and have so many unique opportunities and experiences uh so young as well and kind of be able to do all of that and take your dog which that's so cool (laughs) yes He's my favorite sidekick. He's staying home this year with his grandma because we're not going very long and I'm already heartbroken. I'm just dying. What is the process? What's the is that like a major process to get like him to Oh, be able it's to terrible. Go? It's terrible. Like um it was super expensive because sure. being a Nebraska ranch dog, he didn't have like the appropriate things that he needed um when we first went to the vet. So we had all these things and then our export paper got denied and then we had to rush it because I was leaving in 10 days and you can't submit it until then and then when I got to Italy like their veterinary state vet is ran through the government because everything's ran through the government basically very bureaucratic vibes Mm -hmm. and um they didn't want to give me an appointment because I can't speak Italian so and I have to have like this certificato di espatrio thing to get him out and I was going to be kicked out of the country basically my visa was ending and it was terrible I ended up having my roommate's boyfriend who's multilingual like he speaks four languages get on the phone with these people and like beg them to give me an appointment because I was leaving and oh it was the worst experience oh my gosh okay and then Another question, nothing to do with what we've just been talking about, but how did you find people to live with in a foreign country? Is there like a website for that? Like, how do you do? Is it just like Tinder for roommates? Yeah, everyone asks me this, but I use this website. I am a part of a lot of traveling communities, um, listen to a ton of podcasts. Basically, I'd heard about this on a podcast. It's called Housing Anywhere, and it's Mm -hmm. short term leases basically anywhere some of them are you rent the whole apartment other ones are you rent a room in an apartment so I rented one of the rooms and the girls rented the other one so that's how I ended up with Tunisian roommates in Rome Italy (laughs) who guesses (laughs) but it was very fun I've also used um, Airbnb to do month-long stays that's what we're doing this year it's more expensive, but everything's included, and we made sure to get our own place because my partner's coming with me this year. So I just didn't want to be like sharing when, you know, 
Yeah. That'd be a lot. Yeah. So sure. we've used that. Um, we've also looked at Spot a Home. It's an app. Mm. Um, very cool short-term lease app. They are very they like go and verify their properties with photos and everything, which I think provides people with like a lot of peace of mind. Yeah. And I've also used trusted house sitters, which I basically babysat dogs in England and then stayed for free. Hmm. So that was a cool way to travel cheaply. Yeah. Very cool. Who knew? Who knew? See, the the more you know, the more you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then like, okay, so you went, had you ever been before to Rome or Italy? No. No. Mm -mm. I've so, been to Ireland and England, Spain, but no Italy. So had you done like a bunch of research or did you just kind of go and just figure it out as you went? Um, I like wrote down all the things that I wanted to like in a place to stay. Like I wanted a lot of history. I'm really into that kind of stuff. Um, I also wanted not too busy and I picked the wrong city because Rome is the most chaotic like busiest city ever but it was it was so great it was like living in a museum that's so cool oh I'm so jealous that's <laughs> definitely definitely on my bucket list um, I actually got to take horse photos there I like got hooked up with my roommate's friend who has a horse at a livery like stable in like Rome city which is crazy so you I like got on a public transit bus and rode out to this spot like wandered through this little park and boom humongous horse stable three arenas in the middle of rome wow how isn't that just crazy cool it was so cool that's insane okay now i'm gonna have to go look to see did you have you posted those pictures because now i'm now i'm intrigued to see the oh yeah um it's like a pink barn with um tiled roof oh how aesthetically Uh, pleasing Okay, I'm gonna have yeah. to go look. Um, also, because you're a woman of many talents, you were writing a book the last time I talked to you. Is that still happening? Yes. Okay. I'm still writing a book. <laughs> um, it takes forever. Uh, I took a huge break. It's pivoted a little bit, but it's still much a project of my heart. I I very much want to finish and write a book. I also think I'll eventually write a nonfiction memoiry type book because recently those have become my favorite um genre to read so I think it would be a fun genre to write in as well and I feel like you'd have a lot of great stories to include in <laughs> maybe <that. laughs> uh so again pivoting a little bit so let I want to talk about kind of your business and your uh creative aspects that you kind of implement and do there um and I guess through that have been kind of afforded you the to be able to live the way that you're currently living in terms of kind of being able to travel and do all those things so how did the idea behind your business start would be my first question so it definitely was taking those courses I took two courses well after a bunch of google google (laughs) searching I took two courses one called tech skills and one called design skills they're very introductory programs in these things the tech skills taught things like um, maybe a VA would do or okay. an email marketing assistant or a marketer or something on the 
like not as create not that they're not creative but like you're not making things you're kind of doing more strategic processes and strategy and stuff like that so they taught that one and it just didn't resonate that well like I took it and I was like oh I kind of hate this hence why those parts of my business struggle anyway (laughs) my other course that I took I can relate (laughs) oh god it's difficult man I gotta hire out (laughs) delegate um (laughs) so the design course was basically a very basic intro into what branding is what you deliver to a client and how to work Adobe Illustrator because that is what I design in um that's what most designers design in um so I was learning that program and it is difficult like wanted to cry when I looked at all those tools you know what I mean now it's like the back of my hand I could do it with my eyes closed so if you're struggling to get into that kind of program and it looks crazy it gets better I promise just keep at it um so those two courses taught me that also I started really getting involved in people in those similar businesses starting putting myself in contact with those people which made me realize like they're doing it so I can do it that is like my number one tip for people if you have something you want to do surround yourself with people who are doing that thing because there's nothing more like validating or um, encouraging than seeing someone else do it and realizing that you can also do it hearing their stories and stuff will literally blow your mind. So just keep going and it'll go, it'll all happen in time. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say a lot of your clients, uh, are, I'm assuming mostly kind of small businesses. Right. And so I think being, I don't know, as you know, right. Having a small business, uh, there's a lot of just trial and error and so I think being a part of that whole process is comforting when you can find some people who kind of know what they're doing or you can figure it out together even if nobody knows what they're doing exactly um yeah so I work with mostly small women run businesses um I didn't mean for it to happen like that I do still work with some men but I think I just relate to women better obviously so and connect with them better um I also like working with like not necessarily fresh out of the gate businesses but businesses who uh, have been in a couple years they really want to grow that kind of thing so I love working with those people I used to do design for anyone who asked me I would do anything just to learn and get paid and do it and that was a really hard way to go like um just do it doing grunt work is hard in any industry so find out what you like to do and try to really focus on that I would say because yeah doing designing things that you hate is not fun either you know (laughs) it sounds like a challenging creative process if you're just like not in line with it right oh it's so hard it's so hard or when people used to when I started my business people would come to me and tell me what they wanted like down to the exact things they wanted in the design and I would do it because I was trying to build a business so you do it but I now I only take clients who like appreciate my creative process and my 
skills and all of that thing. So, and I, yeah. for the most part, I get very good clients now. I don't have that issue anymore. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that you've kind of, well, not assuming, I know because it's why I used you. Uh, your work kind of speaks for itself. And so people, you're sought after because people know what they're going to get and they like the product that you deliver. So, um, yeah, you do a fantastic job. <clears throat> Thanks so much. <laughs> it's definitely a lot different now. It didn't used to be so good. You yeah. could see some of that old stuff, you would cry. <laughs> it's a process, right? It's all a process. Uh, yeah, I always say allow yourself to suck because you're going to suck at first. Yeah. So then, okay, so you were doing stuff you weren't enjoying, and then now obviously that's changed a little bit. But how did you, like, how did you start? You just started talking to people, or like, what was that evolution of like gaining? clients to get to the point where you're at now to where you can kind of be picky yeah so I took I started doing $99 brand kits for anyone anyone who would take it right another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. By ranchers for ranchers, together let's make ranching easier. Previously known as Cattle Back Box, Strayhorn has rebranded to better match their ability to push the envelope in creating innovative animal management products to serve the ranching community. Strayhorn is rooted in tradition and ranching legacy, but they believe in the opportunity of looking at things with a new perspective to drive the industry forward. Check out all of the things that Strayhorn has to offer you and your herd. I'd also post work that I've done and someone be like, can you make a t-shirt? I made t-shirts. I did anything anyone wanted me to do. Um, the first brand board I ever did was for my friend's hair blog or something. Who knows? <laughs> and it was like the brand board template that I got off the design course that I was in. I, but like, Honestly, if I didn't take that course, I wouldn't have even known where to start with branding. It helped me so much. I have invested in so much education since then. But I truly think like that for taking a beginner course and not jumping in too heavily at first really helped. Like they they dipped my toes in the water and I realized that like that was very interesting to me. Colors, typography photography creative direction all of that stuff mashed together interested me but I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have known that if I wouldn't have taken that course yeah yeah no I agree I think education can be scary sometimes because it's a lot of an or it's usually like a large investment but even personally I know that like (laughs) same YouTube University right like in the beginning I did a lot just tried to make it as cheap as possible um but really when I started to kind of take advantage of those investment type opportunities that's when things kind of started to fall into place I guess you could say Uh, but also just I think for me the biggest part of the education piece has been finding other people 
who are also kind of in that stage of working on things, trying to grow and being able to connect with them. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a evolving process, I guess, in this world of small business and entrepreneurship. But it then, really is. Changes every day. Uh-huh. So then you've got $99 brain packages, which is insane. Uh, and then what, so let's, next question would be, when did you kind of start to format the more, I guess, descriptive or all-inclusive or different packages that you kind of now offer? So I didn't want to be in logo design. Logo design only is like someone tells you what you want, they want, and you type it out and, you know, you drop something for them and send them on their merry way. But like, if there's no strategy behind the design, I, I hated it. Like, I was like, this is stupid. That's not going to help them. I wanted to like really set businesses up to succeed with their new branding. So I want to hit like every touch point that they hit with their clients. I want to design something for every part of it. Like you can't just have one logo and expect that to cover all your bases. It's going to look like garbage (laughs) and it doesn't communicate with your ideal audience like it should especially for those clients that just tell me what they think should be in their logo like when everyone wanted watercolors and arrows like listen you might like that but it's not speaking to your people okay right so um I really think that when I started when I realized I didn't want to like hand off singular logo designs and there are plenty of designers who do that still like and they they make just logo design work but for me I felt unfulfilled and bored Mm -hmm. of just cranking out logo designs yeah yeah so So what's what's your favorite aspect out of everything that you do what's your favorite like thing to do oh I mean I love like the the research part of creating a brand I like digging into like vintage, um, like say ads. Right now I'm designing a outdoors like uh, outfitter. Uh, Actually, it's a hunting outfitter in Kansas and Texas. So I've been going through like old Winchester ads and different gun bullet ads and stuff like that. And just seeing their typography and their color usage and um, that kind of stuff really some it's like combining history and art together and I think that is why I like it so much yeah that's super cool and I think going through like the research aspect obviously kind of shows you what works but then allows you to give your creative spin on it as well to make it different for your client yeah it's so fun um like I said I'm using that I found this like font that's similar to the Winchester font I'm gonna manipulate it a little bit it's gonna be so cool so okay so going back to I guess your package stuff so what again because you do a lot what is like what are your packages made up of or what offers do you have if someone's listening and they're interested in working with you okay so I'm actually pivoting because it's January and everybody pivots <laughs> in January let's I've change our lives <laughs> Woo. just like that um, I've been charging, uh, the same for probably 
two to three years like I haven't uh, my costs and my I've invested a ton in education and I've gotten a lot better at what I do so I am increasing my pricing yes but I'm setting up some things like design intensives so mm. those will be like if this is a all in the works right now so I'm thinking of doing a branded web package. Um, basically, it's like a mini version of my brand design and a web package in two weeks. So oh, wow. um, it's like I'm going to book those and only work on those projects. Like basically, we work together for two weeks and I am yours for those two weeks um, to really dig into your brand, not be distracted by outside <laughs> Um, projects and stuff like that and have a quicker turnaround time because a lot of business owners do not want to wait four to six weeks for a project so yeah that's that's, that's a quick one of the turnaround. offerings I'm going to possibly um, have a bigger branding package um, outside of that more digging into like people who need collateral packaging um, extra stuff like that Basically, it's just brand and web design. I'm not doing any singular logo design. I'm not, I don't want to do um, only web either. Like you mm. almost have to have your brand refreshed before you go into web design unless it's approved because branding will make, branding and photography will make or break a website. Um, it just does. Like if you don't have, quality photos and quality branding it's very difficult to put together a beautiful website in my opinion so I'm gonna really try to set people up for success in in that way so just branding and web branding and web well hey that's a huge piece of it all <laughs> yes. from a marketing standpoint business everything because like you said right that branding story is really sometimes people's first kind of interaction with an individual their company their business uh, but then it also kind of gives subtle clues of what you're going to be getting if you were to work or buy from that business so I think people underestimate branding and uh, colors and typology and all that kind of stuff I mean I think it's definitely something that has a much larger impact than people understand I just saw a story. Did you see the story about Stanley and them revamping their brand? Yes. Yes. How freaking crazy. Yeah. So they like basically sold to like old men for over a hundred years. Mm -hmm. And then they decided to revamp their product with new colors in a new basically shape um, yeah. and market it to a different audience and really speak to someone else and it literally, they like 17 million or something crazy. Have they brought, oh my God, there's her Stanley Cup, everyone. <laughs> it's just, maybe, maybe Stanley will sponsor me. Yeah, sponsor us, Stanley. Right? But it's just crazy how their brand was so rooted in like this, like one audience. And then they pivoted a little bit to, appeal to someone else and boom huge again yeah well I think I think that's such an important 
message and reminder for businesses obviously when you're just starting out it's hard to target everyone right like that's a huge huge piece of the entire pie but I think being open to you know the word of what was it 2020 pivoting and uh, being being flexible to kind of what may work better to grow or increase sales or communicate better whatever the heck your goal is uh I think it's a great reminder because sometimes your plan is not the plan that's going to work that's like people share all the time that quote about like the the worst words ever shared in the cattle industry or we've always done it this way Mm -hmm. and like like bulking it innovation is something that will halt you in your tracks every time like you need you got to embrace the change even if it's hard absolutely and especially like speaking about agriculture the generational shift that's occurring right now a lot of ranchers and farmers are old white men for lack of better description (laughs) and that that is not going to I mean that's not the consistency there cannot remain Um, so I think being open to the change of in different perspectives and ideas and innovation bringing women in more to that aspect of the industry I think is going to be like very very important moving forward uh, because things are going to change the world is changing society is changing and so including all of those different thoughts and ideas is going to be very imperative to the success of our industry, which not to get like, you know, big and scary and cliche about things, but I think it's true. Yeah, it is true. I mean, I would, I get to work with so many really cool, innovative women in the ag industry. Like I worked with a Christmas tree farmer. They end up buying this Christmas tree farm um, from this man who's owned it for a very long time but they're pivoting it to more of like an experience kind of vibe. So like you cut Christmas trees and then events and they're just doing more than the one thing, you know what I mean? They're adding other revenue streams to their business. And I think that's so cool. People are so creative and innovative of how they're doing that. And it is so fun. That was going to be kind of my next question for you is because you have such an integral piece of individual, like people's businesses and such a creative aspect that you have to kind of harness, what's your approach to kind of taking someone's brand or business and then translating that to a digital slash graphic kind of format to tell that story? Because that's not easy. Yeah. So I do like a really intense um, brand questionnaire where people have to like dig into their ideal client. They have to give me their brand messaging, their vision, their mission statement. Um, We're looking at everything. We also look at their competitors, not to copy them, but to see how I can make them stand out from all of those other businesses. So we go through that together and then I provide a creative direction. So I'll pull inspo images of art, of old photographs, of basically anything that like fits the vibe or the mood. And then um, I'll start breaking down colors and how like colors are emotive. So like red can be sexy or angry or bold um 
whereas like let's say like a soft blue color is going to be soft and ethereal and you want to speak to people through every part of the brand so we're doing messaging colors fonts um, patterns package design um, and all of those things come together like think of your favorite brand what's one of your favorite brands do you got one uh, oh my gosh <laughs> I put you on I don't spot. know that's so on the spot I don't like I don't know why but Wrangler came to mind first just Wrangler? because I'm wearing regular jeans right now okay I I mean they've kind of had a revolution in their totally. totally um and you think about their packaging think about the things they send you when you get a product what does their website look like their social media who are the people they work with as far as like influencers what kind of photography do they share all of that is in the brand design mm -hmm. like um i like to share like curated stock images for my clients even though i didn't design them it's like curating that vibe that we want to give off to our customers so I like to do that as well um yeah so just I like to think about like any way you interact with your audience and putting a branding spin on every part of it so is there somewhere that you get like your most inspiration from or does it just kind of depend um art history architecture nature um kind of a combination of all those things I love to write so a lot of things will come out while I'm just journaling and stuff like that um getting outside always helps boost my creativity yeah living in Rome I'm sure that helped <laughs> yeah literally just walk <laughs> around the corner to some thousand year old building you're like oh beautiful so with the, all that being said, I know you mentioned some of your upcoming travel plans, but what I know, and you just shared some goals, which I know you were afterwards, you were like, um, oh, I don't, I can't believe I just shared that because sharing's hard, but what <laughs> are some like big business or personal goals that you kind of have, uh, moving into this year? And I'm not saying that because, you know, new year, new goals, just kind of as an overall things that you're looking forward to. Yeah, I think as entrepreneurs, we have goals regardless of whether it's freaking January or not. Yeah. We are always out here innovating and hustling and trying to optimize our business while also having time freedom. It's all a thing. Yeah. So I really want to release my latest web template. So I design website templates for mostly the Western industry. Um I want to release that new one and maybe make some new ones. Um, that's been really fun. It's like a lower entry point of working with me, basically, because um, a lot of my offers are higher ticket. I mean, like I'm a medium on the medium pricing scale, but for a lot of new business owners, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm kind of giving people a different into working with me through my templates. So that's really fun. Um, I picked that niche because it's always been my world. So I like being there. Um, what else? I want to be featured on five podcasts. So we're checking one off today. One done four more. <laughs> look, look at you I, starting strong. Oh, starting strong. What day is it? January 9th? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so some things outside of I guess what else? What else for business? I have some really specific clients that I'd like to work with this year. I really want to do some kind of equestrian business because that's where my heart has always been. I also really want to brand an independent bookstore because I'm obsessed with books and I think that would be so fun. Um, I want to do what else? I want to launch my new offer suite, which is really got to happen before the end of January. So we'll see about that in non-business goals this one's harder for me because I feel like most of my life revolves around my business but for travel this year um, we're gonna be in Sicily and I get to go to Venice and I'm so excited because last year I was in Italy and I didn't see Venice and I feel like you just have to like it's so different than anywhere else so I get to see that. That's going to be really fun. I want to get better at film photography. Mm. That's been really fun way to like disconnect from digital things. Um, just taking photos and then you have to like, you only have a limited amount of shots and then you have to quit for the day. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's been a really fun hobby. Um, yeah. And I want to read like, you know, a hundred plus books this year because how That's many how books I, did you read last year? I didn't count. I didn't you keep didn't up count. my Goodreads, but it's a fair amount. I read a book a week is probably is probably like average. That's Sometimes crazy. it's two if I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> That's definitely, I feel like that's something I would like to get back into as well, because I don't ever have time just to like read for fun. If I'm reading these days, it's research or some proposal or something, and it's that takes the fun out of it, you know? It's so much, so much. (laughs) That's what we're going to Maui in a few weeks. And so I bought a couple books that I'm like hoping to finish while we're in Maui. So we'll see how that goes. But oh, that'll be beautiful. Maybe, maybe I'll just sleep on the beach instead. We'll see. That's fine with the book on your face. Yeah, perfect. It'll as my sun shield, uh, yes. because pasty is all I got to say. I am pasty <laughs> right now. Winter, <laughs> right? Oh man. Uh, what else? I feel like there were some other things I wanted to ask you. Um, your ideal client is that? Do you have an ideal client? Is there someone that you would like? Yes, like who you would. It doesn't have to be like a person. Is there an industry that you prefer to work in or is it kind of just wherever the wherever the alignment happens? I think I like to work with I like to work with women entrepreneurs. Yes, mostly. Um yeah. I like to work with rural women entrepreneurs and in the ag space, I also just like to work with creatives in general. So mm-hmm. people who kind of can get inside my brain and understand what's going on. I love that. I love connecting with people like that who are also doing a lot of things, kind of multi-passionate people. They're my favorite. Yeah, I feel that. You want to do everything? Great. We're going to be best friends. Maybe that's why we hit it off so well. We just I think so. It's because we have clicked. weird hobbies. Right. Weird hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> and have you seen those things recently where it's like when someone asks you what you do for fun and you realize you don't do anything for fun? And I feel like that's me because I everything I do I am doing it because I enjoy it but I don't necessarily think of it as like a hobby you know what I mean like I just think of it it means too much for me to be a hobby yeah yeah 
life, man. Crazy. I made paper the other day. Oh my and... god, I saw that and I was like, only Brooke. <laughs> it was so fun. Uh, but I made it like I'm gonna do when I go to Europe this year. I'm gonna do a photo a day project and journal entry in there and I am so excited about that project I think that's gonna be such a fun way to be like in the moment and then have all those memories as well so how many so you're gonna make pages before you go then or paper before no so like I'm I have the notebook all done okay and then I'm gonna get like a little mini printer for my phone and then just print a photo a day and put it in there and then write a journal entry for it every day how cool what a fun way to kind of keep track of things when I went uh we were only gone for like 14 days but we went to like my right before my senior year of high school we went to Fiji New Zealand Hawaii and Australia and our like trip sponsor was like I really encourage you all to to take a journal and like write in a journal and we did like my group of friends did and that's some of my like favorite things to look back on is my trip journal because I don't remember every detail but I wrote some random stuff in there oh I know it's hilarious seeing what you've wrote what you wrote in the past my friend uh who went with me got married this last year and so like at her bachelorette party I was like take a picture of your favorite page from your journal and we're gonna read it to each other at your bachelorette party and we did and it was hilarious that is hilarious but it's such a good way like tangible way to like hold memories in your hands it's cool right because pictures obviously capture what you're seeing but I think journaling captures what you're feeling like the feeling yeah yeah 100 percent for sure all right Brooke well I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me this is long overdue if anyone is listening and they are interested in possibly working with you or connecting with you, what is the best way for them to do so? They can fill out the contact form on my website. It's brooktaylorcreativeco.com. I'm currently booking for 2024 and I would love to meet some of you guys. Awesome. Well, I'm so jealous. Can't wait to see all your pictures from your upcoming travels and check out your new uh, offerings for your business. And keep sure. it up, girl. You're just you're Thanks, just man. killing it. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at Ag Chicks for more agricultural related content. And also be sure to check out your favorite podcast gear from www.agchicks.net. We'll see you next time.